afternoon and welcome to SOCAP's Moving at the Speed of Innovation podcast series. I'm your host, Marjorie Bynum, VP of Learning and Communications here with SOCAP. Um, our Moving at the Speed of Innovation is a special series designed to address different issues and perspectives and insights on how innovation is shaping the customer care industry. And we do that by talking to really interesting subject matter experts and industry leaders and members to discuss their thoughts and ideas. So for today's podcast, I'm really pleased to welcome Nathan Bobay, who is the Customer Solutions Manager at Delta Faucet. Welcome, Nathan. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Well, let's jump right into it. So um, just to give everyone a little bit of context who's listening, um, Nathan submitted an article for SOCAP's magazine, Customer Relationship Magazine, CRM, around the topic of conscious capitalism. And we were all very intrigued by this concept of conscious capitalism as it related to the magazine issue theme, which was on innovation. Um, and it was a really interesting tie between this term conscious capitalism and what it had to do with innovation. So let's start there, Nathan. Tell us what is conscious capitalism and what are some of its basic tenets or foundations? Sure. Conscious capitalism is the belief that capitalism at its root is good for humanity, that it actually creates prosperity in the world when done properly. And conscious capitalism is trying to bring that thought process back to the mainstream because of the negativity that has surrounded capitalism over the past decade or so. Uh, it is based on four tenets, like you said. The, the first one is a higher purpose and core values. This is the central theme of, of a conscious business. That's uh, the core tenet of conscious capitalism. And it basically says that an organization must exist for something beyond just generating profits and creating shareholder value. And then the other three tenets connect back to this central theme. The second one is stakeholder integration. This is um, the belief that you create wins for all of your stakeholders in your business. Conscious capitalism focuses on six, and that would be your employees, your customers, your shareholders, your suppliers, the community, and the environment. The third tenet is conscious leadership. Um, this is the fact that conscious leaders believe in the higher purpose of the business and are motivated by it and look to create value for all the stakeholders. They reject the trade-off view of business, the, the belief that one side wins and the other side loses. The, the belief here is really that, that we're trying to create wins for everyone. And then finally, conscious culture and management. This is the strength and stability of the organization over time. Um, the belief that it's not just tied to one individual like a founder who then um, when he walk, when he or she walks away, the the culture crumbles. Um, this is this is the the culture sustaining through transition, uh, people being promoted up the ranks into leadership positions or being hired into the company. And there's generally uh, some traits uh, included here in a conscious culture like trust, accountability, transparency, fairness, personal growth, and the one that conscious capitalism really focuses on, which is love and care. And a lot of these traits are generally more feminine leadership qualities 
versus um, traditional models that are more masculine, like dominance and competition and winning and structure and organization and discipline. Interesting. Well, some of those traits like the trust and the caring and maybe you said empathy, um, those are certainly traits, regardless of female or male, that oftentimes are, are uh, referred to for what customer care professionals do, right? They have to have that caring, those that, that care and nurturing and um, transparency and, tr- and building that trust and loyalty. So, so this interesting concept, and I know in reading your article also, um, I saw the word authentic purpose, and I was also intrigued by the fact, as you just mentioned, that conscious capitalism um, in part is driven by a culture, creating a culture, not just necessarily just about the business, business, but, you know, what's going on with the culture. And I do think a lot of that resonates when it comes to what our members do in customer care. So how is conscious capitalism um, related to innovation? And then by extension, where does the customer care piece fall into that? Sure. You basically touched on it when you said culture. So there's there's a famous quote out there. I'm not sure who you attribute it to, but it's the, the belief that culture eats strategy for breakfast. Right. And that you really can't that you really can't have the, the the execution without that that culture in place. And so when you look at these more um, feminine traits, and by feminine, these are traits that we all have, so it's not male or female defined, Um, these more feminine traits, uh, one of those is creativity. And so a more conscious culture where trust and accountability are built is really where creativity or innovation can thrive versus an old school model that's really built on structure and organization and discipline. You know, the, the joke that, that I was always told by a former colleague who, who was an innovation manager was, you know, it was, he was always told, you know, be here at eight o'clock and leave at five o'clock and sit in your cubicle and be creative. You know, that just doesn't drive innovation. And so I, I really, see that there's a strong link towards a conscious culture uh, creating the foundation and the environment where innovation can really thrive. Um, And if you don't believe me, take a look at some of the most innovative companies in the world and they are doing a lot of, a lot of these things we're talking about, just not calling it conscious capitalism. And the one, the one that really sticks out that I believe I mentioned in my article is, um, Amazon acquiring Whole Foods. Whole Foods wrote the book on conscious capitalism, and Amazon is one of the most innovative companies in the world. It would be really interesting to see what that marriage does for both, you know, innovation in the in the Whole Foods grocery business as well as the influence of conscious capitalism on a company like Amazon. Sure. Um, so within, what would be your opinion of uh, how do you feel consumer or customer care departments overall or within companies that maybe some of the companies you talked about, what grade would you give them on innovation? You know, if you had to give them an A, B, or C, I don't think we want to give anyone an F, but let's, do, let's just go A, B, and C. How would you, based on what you've explained on conscious capitalism and innovation and the fact that, you know, that creativity in, in a in culture that cultivates and nurtures that can be more innovative, how do you see customer care departments right now in that, in this, this spirit of 
conscious capitalism innovation, what grade would you give it? I definitely wouldn't give it an A, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I did rank it probably either a, a probably like a B minus or C plus if you really had to pin okay. me down. Uh, it, I think it just depends on which company or which sector you're looking at. So some of the more smaller startup companies that really get that this is that conscious capitalism is a driver of business that service can be a differentiator because of all the things that you just said of empathy and care and nurturing for the customer uh, that's where conscious capitalism can really win in the service sector and especially if you if you if we give our people uh, a mission a purpose a unified theme that their their roles really impact the world that they're not just answering phones answering emails taking care of of upset people that they're actually having a positive impact on the business by positively impacting these customers with whatever challenge they have uh, you can really make a huge difference um, and so you know if, the, if you're if you're of the traditional mindset that uh, a contact center for example is a cost center and you manage on costs maybe you don't pay your people well maybe you don't train them well that that's not a conscious culture. That's that's a, the type of environment I would I would give a lower grade to. But some of these right. Um, right. more innovative companies that are really focusing on service as a differentiator, and they're training their people well, and they're paying and compensating them well, and they're giving them some some more I would say interesting perks, and then most importantly, they're actually training their leaders to be conscious leaders to actually care about the people that they lead beyond the walls of the business, that's where you really have a positive impact uh, on the people's lives who then impact the customer, that impacts the business. And, you know, it's back to the stakeholder integration model where everybody wins. Imagine the damage that's done in a business if you beat down your suppliers who then sell a bad product to you, who you then sell bad product to your customers and now you don't get the returns and your shareholders don't win and, and everybody loses. The flip side is a much more, a much more positive win-win environment. Right. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for sharing your insights on conscious capitalism and its connection to innovation and customer care. Uh, Nathan Bobay of Delta Fawcett. Nathan has an article in our fall issue of CRM Magazine on this topic, and Nathan, you will also be a presenter at our 2017 Moving at the Speed of Innovation Conference in San Diego, so thank you for your time today. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to the conference. Thank you. Thank you.